Hi, and welcome to Keep the Changes podcast. I'm your coach, Emily Burns, and this is the podcast where I share concepts, insights, and advice to help you make positive changes to your life that will actually last. Um, On today's episode, I want to talk about breaking bad habits and some unique strategies that hopefully you haven't heard before. Um, And really, when I say bad habits, I guess I mean more like limiting behaviors, because I'm not talking about like the little unconscious habits, like, um, I don't know, biting your nails. It's more the behaviors that it's almost like as you're doing them, you just can't stop yourself, even though part of your brain is going like, no, don't do this. Like, don't spend money on this thing we don't need or don't, you know, eat ice cream for breakfast or whatever it is. Um, so yeah, here are, I'm going to be getting into, um, let's see, one, two, three, four tips um, for helping you break those limiting behaviors. So if that sounds like something you could use help with, stick around. Now, my first tip is going to be um, examine the thoughts leading up to, like, that lead to and support the behavior. Um, So, for example, let's see, about a year ago, I got into this terrible habit or behavior. Uh, I was trying to save money, and I kept buying these Kitu Super Coffees, and they were like, almost $4 at Target. And um, I started like I got one. And then I was just like, wow, that's like, such a such a great, like, made me so productive. And I really got like, a lot of positive feedback from my brain from that one. So unfortunately, my, uh, my brain really linked that with probably a lot of dopamine and, um, and productive behaviors. And so that like set it off, I think. And then when I would try to tell myself like, no, we're trying to cut out frivolous expenses. Um, Like the logical side of my brain had that argument. The other side of my brain was sending me messages like, oh, you'll get so much more work done. You'll be able to build your business fat. I mean, just like really swinging for the fences, like your life will be better. You'll clean your whole room. And, but the thing is that your brain comes up with total, it's like very compelling. Um, It's kind of like the infomercials where they're just like totally unrealistic claims, but we just want it to be true so badly like everybody wants to think that there's some magical exercise machine like on the infomercials that um you know like only 30 minutes a day and you'll have shredded abs and it's super easy um or like with this diet you'll lose 40 pounds in a month or i don't know just never cook again (laughs) i guess that's um well anyway It's been a while since I watched infomercials, but it's like our brain tells us things like that as well when it's trying to get like the dopamine hit or whatever it like associates with that behavior. It will really start coming up with some serious, serious crap. And a lot of the time we buy it. 
So it's really important to start examining the things your brain is telling you because also a lot of the time it's not very original. It's going to give you the same ones over and over again. Like my brain told me and I believed it. I don't know. I don't even know how many times. You'll be so productive if you if you get this super coffee. Um, and I was like, yes, yes, I will. And like even when it didn't happen half the time, it was just like a regular cup of coffee. It's still um, I still had such a strong association from that first time. Um, so examine the few things, um, the few little lies, the selling points, if you will, that your brain is telling you about that limiting behavior. Um, and if you write them down, you will start to see like, oh, wow, my brain tells me the same thing over and over again. And then it's almost like when you go, like when you're prepared for your brain to tell you that lie ahead of time, it's like somebody's warning you ahead of time, like, oh, this infomercial is going to tell you that you'll like suddenly be the most organized person in the world if you buy these like storage boxes. It's a giant lie. Then if you go into watching that commercial primed for that, then you're like, oh, yep, there's the lie, just like I knew it was coming. So if you know your brain's little lies that it tells you ahead of time, once it starts telling you, you will be a lot more primed to be like, oh, yeah, sure. Of course, it will make me more productive or like, of course, this like having a crappy breakfast will put me in a good mood for the rest of the day even though your logical brain is going, no, it's going to make your blood sugar spike and then you're going to be tired and cranky. Like, don't do it. Um, so yeah, pay attention. Write down your brain's five favorite lies to tell you about how that limiting behavior actually serves you and be prepared every time for those lies. So that is tip number one. Okay, uh, tip number two is allow the urge. Um, and it's sort of, again, like a mindfulness thing, <clears throat> excuse me, where we talk about like allowing emotions, like when you sit with anxiety or sadness or whatever, instead of pushing the emotion down, um, really an urge is is similar to an emotional state. Um, and a lot of the time, like, because it's uncomfortable, our brain will signal to us like something's wrong, fix it, fix it. Uh, this doesn't feel good. In fact, it feels really bad, sort of like anxiety and your body feels really bad. And sometimes an urge actually feels a bit like anxiety. Um, because part of your brain is telling you like, this thing should be happening, and it's not happening which is typically what causes anxiety or like this thing is happening and it shouldn't be. Um, so it all comes really from our thinking and then it manufactures this emotion or state in our physical body. And then to avoid the state um, or to get out of it, we, you know, do all kinds of crazy stuff. Whereas if we learned to just like sit with the physical state in our body as though it was a headache or, you know, like an itchy mosquito bite or something like that, where it's like, oh, I don't like it, but it'll pass. 
and acting on it is, you know, I can't, there are consequences. Um, then yeah, I mean, usually knowing that like, it's not the consequence that will stop you. Cause I mean, think about how many behaviors times you've engaged in the limiting behavior, knowing full well, there would be consequences, but you did it anyways. But, um, so I guess that I didn't need to bring that up, but back to just allowing the urge, your brain's going to be sending alarm bells, like something's wrong, something's wrong. And while it is uncomfortable, just remind yourself like nothing is wrong. And the more you give into the urge, um, when you have it, the more like that neuronal pathway in your brain gets strengthened. It's sort of like um, if you have a child in a grocery store and every time they scream for candy, you give them candy, um, then that's going to be really set in their brain. Like, okay, here we are at the grocery store. If I scream for candy, I will get it. Whereas if they scream for candy and you allow it, and that's not to say like, you know, you don't, you don't scream back at them or anything. Um, this, I'm like talking about parenting and I've, I've babysat before, but, um, anyway, um, I'm sorry. My brain just started being like, what are you, who are you to talk about this? But it's like, okay, brain, it's a metaphor. Um, <laughs> yeah. So you don't, you know, like want to scream back at them. You let them get it out of their system, realize that there isn't a payoff and they've exerted effort for nothing. And then eventually they will start to realize like, oh, this behavior, sending these messages isn't getting me anything. Why even bother? Like after... By the way, I finally stopped buying the coffees like about it took me about a month or so of um maybe not quite a month, but there were actually yeah, it was probably about a solid month of every time I would go into Target, my brain would be like get it, get the coffee, get the coffee. Um and me just being like um mm mhm. I'm not going to do that and like not making a big deal and not being like, Oh God, I want it so good. Um, but yeah, before my brain just kind of stopped sending me those messages. Now I can walk in a target and walk right by him. And then I'm just like, huh. Remember when, um, but yeah, so allow the urge know that you will be fine. It's going to feel terrible at first, but eventually once you stop giving into the urges, they will go away. They will get weaker and weaker over time and they will eventually go away. Okay. So the third tip is to manage the urge um, for your limiting behavior by allowing yourself to indulge on a schedule. So the on a schedule part is extremely important. And also if it is um, a limiting behavior that you feel like you should quit altogether, like, I don't know, say it's smoking or something. Um, 
then just come up with something else that is like equally I don't know if there is anything for smokers. I know a lot of them really love it, but something else that you really love that you instead will allow yourself to do um, like two or three times a week. So, but yeah, if it's something like eating junk food for me, what actually worked was scheduling. Okay. Like Wednesday nights and Friday nights and Sunday mornings, I can have junk food. Um, because, you know, when we are really strict with ourselves and just like, oh, you're never gonna have sugar again, you know, maybe you last a day or two and then you're like, this new dictator version of Emily sucks and I'm not gonna listen to her anymore. And then you end up like quitting on, um, trying to give up the behavior altogether when really you just gotta like work with your brain instead of trying to squish it down and conquer it. Um, it's, yeah, it's a tool that you use and work with. You don't just, I don't know. Um, so yeah, it's really helpful to have it on a schedule for two reasons. Um, one is so that when you do indulge, you know that it is because it said so on a calendar and not because your brain got triggered, told you those lies, sent you that urge, and then you rewarded those urge signals. Because when you reward those urge signals, again, they get stronger. That neuronal pathway in your brain gets stronger. That screaming child in the candy store gets the message that if I scream, I will be rewarded. So you don't want to reinforce that pathway you want to make sure you are not doing that and that, again, you're fully conscious that when you are indulging, it is because it was planned at least, I say at least 24 hours in advance. Um, and really, for me, I just plan out my week ahead of time. And I've, like I said, I've gotten to the point where it's just like, okay, Wednesdays, Fridays, Sundays. And, you know, it can be flexible. You can be flexible if you know, like, there's a birthday party on Tuesdays, so you're going to want to eat cake then, or there's, you know, so-and-so's party on Saturday. So that's when you want to like have one of your two drinking nights be. And by the way, if you are looking to cut back on drinking, this does help. Although if it you feel, you know, you're struggling with addiction, I am not a licensed counselor. Um, so please do not apply these tips to that and please seek the appropriate counseling. Um, I think BetterHelp actually has um, a addiction services. But anyway, sorry, I'm getting off topic. Um, yeah, so the other reason that it is important to have the indulgences like planned ahead of time is because it gives you something to look forward to. So um, when you are in that state of like, when the urge hits, and it's like, Oh, my God, I want that thing so bad. And you're sitting, you know, you're allowing the urge, you're sitting in it, sitting with it, and it feels bad a lot of the time knowing like, okay, you know, it's Monday night and I'm eating like veggie curry when I wish I was eating macaroni and cheese. But in 48 hours, I will be eating macaroni and cheese on Wednesday night and it's going to be awesome. So then you start kind of like future pacing, thinking ahead and you're like, that's really not that far away. And then you get, like, it helps take you out of that, like, you know, 
crazy, frenzied, anxious, whatever urge state. And sometimes urges can feel a lot like anxiety. Um, so yeah, it's really important. And, you know, I, I, I just also think that it's so important to know that you are going to allow yourself to indulge and to still enjoy life. Um, because really like the reason your brain is telling you to do these things because is because it knows like in the moment it makes you happy and being happy is important. Um, wow. What a profound message. Being happy is important. End of podcast. No. Um, you know, if you try to be a dictator and just like, oh, you're never gonna watch Netflix or eat sugar or spend money on fun, stupid things again, your brain's gonna maybe last like a day and then be like, wow, living under this dictator sucks. I'm gonna completely rebel again. And when we do rebel against ourselves, we don't only do a little, we're just like, fuck this. And then we completely blow off all the rules. Um, so yeah, it's important to be <laughs> a benevolent dictator. No, I'm just kidding. Um, well, actually, no, maybe that is an appropriate metaphor. I don't know. I don't know much about politics. I don't think that's right. Um, the point is, allow yourself to indulge on a schedule that works for you. Decide ahead. I think really at the beginning of the week, like, what would an ideal week of engaging with this behavior look like? Like maybe it would be only watching like X number of stupid TV shows or only drinking this many glasses of wine or whatever, what, only spending this dollar amount. Plan it out ahead of time. And it has helped me a lot. Um, so hopefully that will be helpful to you as well. Okay, tip number four is actually a little bit unusual. Um, and it's, I don't know if it would fall under the category of NLP or maybe affirmations. Um, and I, when I say affirmations, I'm talking more about um, the kind where you almost are programming your brain. It's not so much like you're you're trying to change your state by looking in the mirror and being like, I'm beautiful, I'm smart, I'm, you know, like powerful and competent. Um, where you like say those things to yourself and you like feel good and empowered. But um the kind of affirmation where you like write something over and over and over again. And it is a form of trying to program your brain. Some people believe in it. Some people don't. I actually do. Um, if you read Tim Ferriss's book, Tools of Titans, there's an interview in there with the guy, um, not a big celebrity, but the guy who created the Dilbert comic strip. And he talks about how he would write down these crazy affirmations, like impossible seeming affirmations, like I'm going to be a millionaire. I'm going to have like a best-selling book. I'm going to do this and that. Um, when he was nowhere near those goals, he would write them down every morning. Um, and they just kind of like 
got drilled into his brain. And if you buy into the metaphor that the brain is like a supercomputer and you just have to program it appropriately, it makes sense. Um, and I do. So this isn't, um, this doesn't involve writing them every morning. Although actually maybe that should be the fifth tip. Just try it. I, I'm going to try it out this week with, um, something I'm looking to do less of and, um, see if there are any good results. But what I am actually talking about is, um, so when you are about to, or thinking about engaging in the behavior, um, either like if the thing is right there in front of you, you can look at it and say out loud, or you can mumble it or just think it really hard. If there's somebody like nearby, I don't do that anymore. Very clearly. And I know this sounds very strange, but I swear, um, about also about a year, also like right around the time I was addicted to those protein coffees, I got in the bad habit. Maybe it was more than a year ago, actually, because it was around the beginning of the pandemic. I was stress eating specifically uh, peanut butter, like just doing a random spoonful of peanut butter like once or twice a day. And um, man, that really, it's just, it. I decided it wasn't worth the payoff because if you do that two times a day, that's literally like a full workout's worth of calories. And it was for maybe like 10 seconds of being like, wow, this is really good. And I decided I wanted to quit because it was like, it just really wasn't worth it. But for some reason, it was kind of hard to do. So what actually worked really well for me was um, when I would be like in the kitchen, like opening the cupboard and see the peanut butter, I would just say, I don't do that anymore. And it was almost just like my hand like snapped back like, oh, I guess I'm, and I think it has to do with um, the whole identity thing. Like in personal development, they talk about like the strongest need to, the strongest human need is to be consistent with who you believe you are and like things that you believe about yourself. So if you program your brain to be like, I'm not the kind of person who does that anymore. Um, it almost felt like a form of hypnosis or something, or I guess that would be NLP because hypnosis is when you're like in a particular state and NLP is like, you can be in a totally awake and alert state, but still drive those messages to the into the unconscious brain somehow to where it really does have a powerful effect. Like I said, I would say that out loud to myself and suddenly it was just like, it was like it took me out of that urge state even, um, which was really surprising. Um, so yeah, I know that this one sounds a little bit unusual, um, but you know, why not give it a try? If it doesn't work for you, cool, let me know. Um, and if it does also let me know. So I hope that these four tips, um, you're, you haven't heard like a thousand times on Pinterest, like the, uh, put a rubber band on your wrist and, um, hurt yourself with it. If you try, if you start to have an urge, um, and if any of them are helpful to you, I would love to hear about it. Um, my Instagram handle is either whiskey, ango, foxtrot, or burns coaching. 
Um, so reach out and let me know. And thank you so much for listening. I will see you next week. Okay, bye.